Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. The last time we began our conversation on evolution, and I said our focus will be biological or chemical evolution. That is, on the question of how human life began on Earth, the evolutionist says life came from non-life, and then that life began to randomly generate new genetic information that over time eventually produced humans. A good way to remember this is from molecules to man. And as part of this quote-unquote theory, we are told that men and women have evolved from ape-like creatures into the human beings we are today. Think of it like this, from goo to you by way of the zoo. The origin of life is accounted for by molecules to man and from goo to you by way of the zoo? Yes, according to evolution. This is a major point of conflict between a biblical creationist view of human origins and an evolutionist view of human origins. In particular, understanding the threat of evolution and learning how to combat it is of crucial importance to anyone with a loved one in school. And by school, I mean the youngest children, preschool, kindergarten, all the way through to those acquiring PhDs. Evolution is taught in every public school and even many Christian schools because the Christian schools will often use secular textbooks in their curriculum. By way of a continued introduction to why we will discuss a biblical response to biological evolution, let me talk to you parents, grandparents, uncles and aunts, teachers, and really anyone who cares about our children. The last time I told you about this believer who was a middle and high school biology teacher by the name of Roger Patterson. He taught in Wyoming's public school system and assisted the Wyoming Department of Education in developing assessments and standards for children in public schools. As part of his teaching and resourcing and education, he came under the conviction of the Holy Spirit that what he was teaching was contradictory to God's revelation of creation in the Bible. So part of what he has done is to research all of the major U.S. high school biology textbooks and to draw out of each of them what is taught to high school students about the origin of human life among many other related topics. The books he carefully analyzed were published by Glencoe McGraw-Hill, Pearson Prentice Hall, and two by Holt. I can even remember back to my days in school and the textbooks published by these companies. You probably can too. And if you ask your teenagers to show you their textbooks, you will find these publishers among them, no doubt about it. Patterson read each of these textbooks thoroughly and then in his own book with the title Evolution Exposed. He helps Christian students and their parents understand what they will be taught at school and how to counter-argue what the teacher presents as facts. 
He urges Christian students to ask questions and to argue against evolution in a respectful and Christ-honoring way. He also invites them to pray about this, to team up with other Christian students, and to be prepared to give an answer that is biblical. He really has provided an outstanding apologetics resource for young people to use in defending their faith in ultra-secular schools. I want to urge you to get his book. It is Evolution Exposed by Roger Patterson. Contact me today and I will tell you how to get it. Mr. Patterson has already done the research work for us, so let me pass along to you some of what he found. Here is what your teenagers will read about the origin of life on Earth. I'm quoting directly from the textbooks now. The Earth formed 4.6 billion years ago, and life first appeared about 3.9 billion years ago. Also, quote, Chemicals present on the early Earth assembled themselves to form cells. The scientific method can help us understand how this happened. Unquote. Really? Chemicals assembled themselves and formed cells, and now the teacher is going to use this book to show the students the so-called scientific method to help them understand how that happened? Well, you can see where this is going. Let me give you a couple more quotes about the origin of life from what your kids are learning. The Miller experiment and others demonstrate that life could have formed in a primordial soup. Related to that, quote, Amino acids may have assembled into proteins on clay particles in shallow pools. And here are two more. And remember, these sentences are taken right out of biology books. Life may have originated in deep sea thermal vents or bubbles in the ocean. And life on Earth may have come from other planets where there is life. I am telling you, that's what our young people get at school. Now, I have enough experience to know that some Christians, within the sound of my voice, believe that God used evolution to create life. If you are a believer who has adopted evolution and sewn it into the fabric of your Bible, then you most likely send your son and daughter to school with an easy feeling. But for those of us who reject evolution— because we accept a plain reading of the Bible throughout, but especially in Genesis, these quotes from so-called science textbooks make us very uneasy about what Johnny and Susie are learning today, perhaps even as we speak. And what we want to do is equip our young people to reject these as the possible ways human life began on planet Earth by educating them to engage their teachers and fellow students with the truth. And the truth is narrated to us plainly and directly by God in Genesis chapters 1 and 2 at the very beginning of the Bible. Not every Bible-believing Christian family can afford to send their children to private Christian schools, and not every parent is able to homeschool. 
Many of you need to have your kids in the public school. So how can you train your children at home and in church how to survive and even thrive in an atmosphere where the Bible is under constant ambush and attack? Pay attention to what the teacher is teaching your kids. Get involved and take action. All of us should mentor the young people we know in how to build their foundation on God's Word and then act on it in a way that honors God by sharing the truth. This is part of the reason I have had a growing burden to discuss what God says concerning the origin of life, and especially human life, here on God Is. I want you to know what the Bible says so you can use it in your parenting and grandparenting, and in your own conversations with people who embrace evolution. And I must say, evolution as the explanation for life is everywhere. It is not just in the schools. Recently, I was doing some research and came across this video online from NASA. You know, NASA, as in the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. These are the people who send astronauts into outer space, or who used to, with private companies now taking that over. So, most of us would think that an interview with an expert from NASA will yield us a satisfying and accurate answer on how life began on Earth. The title of the video is literally, How Did Life Begin on Earth? We asked a NASA expert. When last checked, the video had 11.1 million views. So at a minimum, a lot of people are listening to what this expert has to say, and now it is your turn to hear it. This is NASA astrobiology expert, Sean Domagal Goldman. The question is, how did life begin on Earth? His answer, quote, well, actually, we don't know. But even trying to answer it is super fun because it takes us to like all these crazy imaginative places and environments. And then he starts offering ideas based on what, quote, some people think. These include hydrothermal vents in the deepest, darkest, warmest parts of the ocean or in little ponds. And maybe a big impactor came in from space and made a pond that vented the bottom of it. And then he tells us how NASA is researching all these options. He ends the video with this, quote, So how did life begin on Earth? We don't know, but we're working on it, because it's important both to the story of here, our history of life on our home planet, and it's important also for our search for life beyond and answering the other question, Are we alone? Friends, I am not putting words in his mouth. I am not making this up or exaggerating it. Write to me and I can send you a link to the video. Watch it yourself. This is the kind of thing that otherwise intelligent human beings believe about the origins of life on planet Earth. And I always find this stunning. I am reading Genesis 1 beginning in verse 1. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And Genesis 2, verse 7, Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, 
and man became a living being. How did life begin on earth? Just like God said it did. Genesis 1 and 2 has the answer. Look no further. And come back next time as we formulate a response to those for whom the answer is evolution. Do so because God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.